time for Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm uh, Marty DeRosa. Sorry Marty isn't starting this one because it's my birthday and I get to start. Is that, is that, is that what you wanted me to no, say? No, I thought you would do a fun an opening. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't think you would do that. You know, I'm not... And then I'm, that condescending voice, our female listeners are probably already turned this <laughs> off. Oh, why do you assume it's a female voice? That's weird. Do huh. it again? No, I'm not going to do it again. Do it again. I think they can rewind it. <laughs> I think they know. I think, I think you like to... I'm not all about... Here, listen. It's this. It's either a, a female voice, condescending female voice, or it's a it's a, 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 a homosexual stereotype oh, voice. Oh, that's so not So you true. have just packed it's yourself just... into a woke wall that you are not going to get out of. <laughs> You're fucked it's either just, way. It's just my voice. I think that. See, I you thought I was going to do this big, big opening. I think I'm. I'm not all about bells and whistles. I know that's your thing. They you call like, me Mister Bells and Whistles. Yeah, you're like. Yes. I'm the music expert, so I kind of like try to keep us grounded. You always try to like distract people because of your lack of knowledge. As the local tastemaker, <laughs> they've been calling me the local tastemaker. You believe that? At Taco Bell, that's the not local music. Local tastemaker. I'll Nobody be eating at that. Taco Bell, and someone goes, "Marty, what's a good new band I should check out?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they're asking about burritos. It's fine, you guys. Uh, it's it's this, Paul's birthday. It is. Yeah, I'm super excited for this episode. Uh, before we get into it, uh, a lot of viewers, uh, listeners, listeners uh, are messaging us again. Keep we're, we are going through it. Uh, I'm the one that wants all of you on. To be fair, and Marty's always like, "Ugh, not this guy." It can't just be. Everybody, because yeah. then it's not special, right? And we're right. never going to get the big guests. And, he, and you make a good point. I agree with you. We need to keep uh, our guest pristine. So when we a, both have to agree, Jeff Tweedy says, "Well, who's Benat? What <laughs> yeah. am I supposed to say? The guy down the street, uh, who, some open micer who, who wants to, yeah, who, yeah. who likes uh, the Dave Matthews Band? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Please keep messaging us at uh, PaulMartyMix at gmail dot com. Uh, give us a review. Uh, punch that uh, that like button on rate uh, review. Rate subscribe. Review. Yeah, I got like some it. nice. Yeah, we've gotten some nice little uh, feedback in person, real life yeah. feedback. I like the I like that, and, and everyone's like, I'm like, anytime someone says they listen, I go, Hey, did you subscribe? They're like, No, I should probably do that. I'm my like, dear just, friend Kevin, my dear friend Nigel. Speaking of Kevin, Kevin sent you a birthday present. Yeah, it was awesome. Please explain with Kevin your words. Uh, sent me his mixtape on a cassette. With a Walkman yeah. to listen through with the with the battery. I mean, he sent his own batteries. Which, as a as a uncle, uh, sometimes I open <laughs> presents for for my ne- my niece or nephew, and when I open that present and there's not those batteries, you know that's that sucks. Yeah, it's that's, a it's a you feel like an idiot. Then I got to go to Walgreens. Yeah. And get batteries. Right, right. And then it's a whole thing. Right. Then right. I'm coming home with other stuff. Angry. Angry because you spend another seven dollars on on Twizzlers. Oh, I go the down the as King size. I go I go to the um, uh, as seen on TV aisle. First of all, that thing that's supposed to get the hair <laughs> off your ears and your doesn't nose work. doesn't work. Doesn't work. Uh, the yellow glasses are fantastic for driving. Oh, the blue blockers. Blue blocker glasses. Yeah, yeah. Although I like them in a nicer style. I was talking about those the other day, and I got a targeted ad from uh, Ray Ban. Oh, now like, we're all gonna get. It hey, we have are, those. Yeah. So if anybody wants to buy me those, uh, you know, send them down. To, to my address. Should I just give my address out? Yeah, just do it. I think well. about it sometimes. <laughs> Here, you have a security building. I don't know. Not have really. That. Yeah. Not really. All right, we've wasted enough time talking yes. about your jibber jabber. Yes. Again, the bells and whistles, Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get into it. This is one of, uh, I'm really excited for this episode because uh, our guest. I've known for over 20 years. I've never met. You've never met him. This is Recovery and Fresh. Uh, We're going on 24. 24 years. Uh, The bands that uh, we've talked about on this podcast, he has been a part of. Wait, are you talking about like Fat Albert? He was in Fat uh, Albert with the PH. uh, He was the bass player. He was the bass player. That's how we met, was in the band Fat Albert. I'm not a bass player. (laughs) That's right. 
This might have led to why Fat Albert didn't succeed if you're not a Fat bass player. Fat Albert, we were in a band called Shoeshine Boy together. Shoeshine Boy. Is that it? I think there was one more. That was Those Car- little... Carmatees? Carmatees, yeah, of course. Nice. How can I forget? Uh, I would have loved you guys were both like, and we were also originally in Fall Out Boy, but Fall it just didn't Boy. work out. And I, now... fo- I found this uh, poster Ooh, of our, flyer? Uh, there's Jason right in the middle. Oh my goodness. Uh, you guys can, we'll, put, we'll post this on my uh, page that that's uh, a yes. horrible poster and made the from hammers. the 90s with the Love Hammers, a live one. Okay. Uh, Let's take a Jason look at this. Jason and I one. were in a band called Shoeshine Boy. And my favorite memory of that band, <clears throat> other than we had so many awesome shows, we opened for some amazing uh, artists. Was we did. We had to do a show once. I don't know if you want to hear that. You, you, you know what? You know where you I'm going. you want me to explain? The, uh, the, the Mabel show at, in, down in Champaign? No, that's a good one, too. Oh, we'll talk about that soon. Okay. But, uh, oh, yeah, that'll come up later. The show I'm talking about is at Clybourne. The Vanilla Ice? The Vanilla Ice <laughs> episode. We had to open or play after him or whatever, but we didn't know. And what Jason, era of Vanilla Ice was this? This was when he was trying to do like the new metal thing. This is um, Ice Ice Baby. He had to play twice. Blonde Dreads. Right. Blonde Dreads. It was right before he got his carpentry degree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the this venue booked us, but they wanted us to go after. Jason uh, was only 19, I think, or 20. You were underage. I was underage, yeah. But we got free alcohol. Okay. Uh, and we got pictures of beer. And before we got on stage, oh God. everyone got drunk. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to go on wasted mm-hmm. after vanilla ice. So there's a big pack. Right. So we think we're, we think we're uh, headlining, but it's really like post-show. Okay. And uh, Jason, I'm singing with Jocelyn Baker. And uh, Jason keeps looking. I got to go pee. I'm like, just not right now. Yeah. We have, uh, we're in the middle Break. of Break. Break. Big Head Todd's break. bittersweet. Yeah, we can't take a break right now. We have a massive crowd of people. He lifts up his guitar, and uh, he Re- had is there a reveal? He had uh, peed his pants. Oh, buddy, I, on stage. I, hey, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what what else do you do? You, I can't stop mid solo. No, like, I'm just gonna. He go was through. the lead guitarist, yeah. so he peed during. Uh, I mean, that's dedication. I mean. Pro wrestling, uh, the uh, <laughs> world famous Hall of Fame ring announcer, play by play man Jim Ross, he told he tells a story about how he's like they he's like oh you guys do these like three hour pay per views like what happened when you get to pee and he's like sometimes you just peed and he's like notice we always wore black pants yeah and uh, he's like or and they'd wear sometimes an adult, an adult diaper or right. you know you got a bottle under the table in front of thirty thousand people it's always better just, I mean it's better as number one not number two that would but yeah. that would be a little uh, right, right, right. more uncomfortable that's so you another just kept the guitar over guitar the was situation. like perfectly covered uh, um, our uh, I was clothes. wearing corduroys I remember I was wearing corduroys and it was yeah. it was just yeah, I was like okay I'm just gonna it lowered my strap a little bit more so just that you couldn't really see smart, it. Smart. Um, yeah. And but then, then, then I just ran home. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, he went on to play in bands uh, Mud and uh, Air This Side of Caution, which Correct. different chapter of my life. I was uh, uh, managing bands at that point because I'd been kicked yep. out of enough bands. Uh, and then we, How was Paul as a mentor? Well, first of all, his name is Jason Paul. Ooh, Welcome okay. to yes. the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Yes, okay. yes. Happy to be here. Very happy to be How here. How was my Paul as a mentor? <laughs> Uh, uh, your for, Paul for as a mentor bands. was um, always, uh, always with great advice. Uh, good guy, kept our spirits up. Okay, um, 
told us what to wear, how to yeah. do our hair. Really? Um, what was the, who's that? Uh, Lou Pearlman? <laughs> Lou Pearlman, the guy with the boy bands? I picture one day Paul's just like, Paul watched like a behind the music on Lou Pearlman, like on one of like Backstreet, and like, Lou Pearlman, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be that's that where guy. I'm going to make my money. I did. He's like, you guys are going to change, right? He just throws, <laughs> that's not what you're going on with. He just throws clothes at you, and you're just never like, did what that. is this? I'm never wearing this shirt. Put it, it on. That's not true, but I did, in our band Shoeshine Boy, we did have a... a Shiny shirt and Doc Martin policy on stage. We all wore those uh, uh, yeah. that you shiny gotta, like, shirts. Right in my wardrobe. Where'd you, yeah. get, where'd you get those at? Like Gadzooks? Uh, where uh, did the, the alley? The alley. alley. Yeah. yeah. And then we all had Doc Martin. So if, in this picture sure. that you see, yeah. uh, we're all wearing we're all, shiny shirts yeah. and uh, Doc Martins. Doc yeah. Martins. That was Good our look. thing, but I mean, it's it's kind of blood and you know, it's a little <laughs> yeah. uh, no, faded. No. <laughs> it's not as shiny as yeah. I we remember. didn't know how to make Photoshop back then on on, our, on the printers with the things on the sides with the what do you call it the where the you perforation like, perforation yeah. you have to pull them off on the side yeah. the dot matrix printer yes <laughs> but uh, Jason Paul one of the one of the most talented guitarists I know oh, wow. uh, so many awesome bands and uh, Air of the Side of Caution was one of the greatest bands uh, that I got the privilege of oh, managing so music you insider yeah. so here's my question so Jason this is my question to yes. you uh, being in bands do you feel like uh, you have to have like really good taste in music because your your fellow musicians or people who know you as a musician will like judge you like you it's like a, that? It's a good question. Um, I guess it depends on when they're asking you if they ask you before they hear you, okay, or after. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I, I think it helps with. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a many layered question. I could probably go on for a while. Uh, I would say it helps to have good taste. Like we, you get along better with other musicians that tend to have your like, oh, I really like that band. Like you can bond over that, mm-hmm. and it's like you want to listen to them play a little bit more. Like, how do they influence you? And okay. it, that's kind of what it comes down to: is do you see the influences from that band in in you? Oh or yeah, in, in myself. And like we always say, well, this band influences me. This band influences me. And but I think we kind of show that on stage mm-hmm. and. Uh, some some people are like, yeah, I'm really into funk and like reggae. I'm like, you guys are a rock band. I sure. don't get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, like, there's certain times with comics, they'll be like, yeah, my favorite comics are this person. And you're like, of course. But then other times they're like, I like this person. And you're like, that is nothing. Like I you see at all. nothing yeah. in you at all. Have you ever uh, worked with any other bands who you were fans of and they were just dicks? And you're like, did it change your relationship with um, the music? The only one that pops in my head is the Red Walls. Oh, we yeah. We did the Red yeah, Walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just uh, showed the Red Walls. They were like a hot Chicago band mm-hmm. that kind of super young, like, uh, super young. Um, but we were doing like a museum show, and that was uh, we met them and they were cool. I, I love I loved the record, their album, and they really were just kind of like, dude, what up? And I think they were on some things, must up, yeah. And, nice. and it was just they, they could have just been a little bit more yeah. generous with their time, like, hey, talk they to had us just a got bit. signed to like Capitol, and they were, uh, they, you remember the Red Walls? They were. They had a couple of hits I'm on to, XRT. I'm trying to remember what they kind of sounded like. They were... Build a Wall, or something was the name of the song. Kind of they like were, a post-Oasis. Yeah, uh, a little Oasis. Like a, yeah, like Black Crows ish I don't know. Something yeah. in there. Yeah, because I, I think with music, I, more so than comedy, like the right song, and then as it's just like, oh, shit. I mean, like if you write a great joke, it's like, oh, okay. Right. But you write a great song, all of a sudden, everything could just change. And I'm sure both of you have seen like bands be like, oh, we're going to be the next big thing. And Always. It's like, oh, well, we, I mean, everyone that goes into it thinks that. Like, sure. You're, you're, you're 21 to 25. You're just like, this is, this is it. I'm not going to have to work. I'm going to yeah. write that song. We're going to get on the radio and boom. And it, 
it just you just sl- you might have it for like three days mm-hmm. and then poof. Like I couldn't even imagine doing it in this day and age with. Oh, it's even harder now with like the TikTok. Like you got like five seconds of fame and then, boop. It's yeah, gone. I and mean, we've talked about it on this podcast where there's there's bands who alter their songs because they don't want to get you know fast forwarded oh, yeah. on Spotify or, oh, yeah. or iTunes or something where it's just like yeah. instantly the hook is at the beginning and like it sort of changed the way you write songs. Yeah. yeah. So is is the album dead? Are we going to come back and talk about that? Is yes, the album's the dead. Full album's the album's dead. dead. <laughs> the album's dead. <laughs> I, never, talking about never. <laughs> what Jason, I like it, but for the average person, I, oh, I know. the album's it's, dead. It's, it's, yeah. it's, well, I think I'll, unless you trick them, you're like, it's a concept album. You have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah listen to it the whole thing. It comes back. It, it ties together. Yeah. You have to first song to last song. That it's was one of the ideas right. we had for the podcast where we were going to listen to a whole album. Yeah, and it's and just like, too much. Marty was like, nah. nah it's too much. Too Five much. songs. I can't do give that. Me, give yeah. me, this is what I like. Now, uh, mixtapes. Obviously, you made us a mix here, a five-song mix. Um, when's the last time you made a mixed mixtape for somebody? Um, well, I have two kids, so I, I make them mixtapes. Nice. Uh, my niece and nephew have made mixtapes for, I mean, I used to make a mixtape for myself, mm-hmm. like once or twice Cassette a year. Cassette or CDs? Uh, back, now, well, in CDs. high school, yeah. High school was always a mixtape with the two deck. Oh like yeah, dual cassette. Dual yeah. cassettes and the pause record and you get it timed right and... I had one that actually kind of like blended, like you could blend the tracks together a little bit. Yeah. Very nice. Um, then, then it's fancy when, bowling brook. <laughs> fancy bowling brook, yeah. Right. <laughs> bowling brook, um, Illinois. But uh, I would say probably my kids and just throwing stuff that I know that, that they kind of, um, their ears perk up to in yeah. the car and they're like, I like that song. So I'd just throw a bunch of stuff. What, are, what are they sort of, what do they gravitate towards? Is there a certain type of like upbeat or? Um, they had uh, a period of, like Michael Jackson and uh, my son loves Queen. They both oh, love. Oh, nice! They Queen both seems love. like a good band for kids. There's so much going on. And we watched Bohemian Rhapsody, and that was great. Um, they love the Beatles and Fleet Foxes and Tom Petty, and uh, and now they're just like. He, whenever I have a new band that I like, I throw the CD in the car and I listen to it like ten times. So, yeah. uh, do they play music? Your kids? Yeah, they both play guitar. No way. Okay. <laughs> so, so they're cool. like immune to one day being like, "Have you heard this new Justin Bieber song?" Yeah. Or like, I'm, I'm hoping that like that foundation is yeah. just going to be there, and, and like I don't push things on them. I, I just play what I like to play. Yeah. You know, we're, we're more of a music household. We don't have the TV on ever, so it's always music. There's always Sono system, always playing. Pandora mixes or my own albums, and they're like, yeah, "What's this song? I, I I like this song. Who is this?" You're like, like "Fat oh, that's, Albert with that's the PH. Nirvana," you know. And <laughs> he'll like, he loves "Come as You Are," and he yeah. loves, uh, He heard the uh, their Nirvana unplugged, and the last song is like when he's like really just going for it at the end, and he's screaming like the sun doesn't sleep it and whatever. I remember what the song is, but he's just like, "Dad, this song is great." I'm like, "Really? It sounds like he's dying." <laughs> and actually. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, do you ever have to be like, what happened to this band? And you're like, wow. Like, yeah, he kind of blew his head off yeah. with a shotgun. Um, yeah. a little what later, does that yeah. mean? <laughs> My girlfriend was in a, a Uber with some other friends, and the guy had on, I think he was, he was, I think he was like from Africa. I think they talked to him. He was from somewhere in Africa, and they were talking to him and stuff. And then that song came out, and he goes, I really like Nirvana. And they're yeah. like, oh, and he goes, how are they doing now? <laughs> And they're like, oh, buddy, we got to yeah, do They haven't put anything out in a while. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a few years. Uh, there's a couple of posthumous. What do you mean posthumous? He's dead. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump into this mix here. These were some. Sure. Uh, so this is, uh, I want to say this before we go into this, the first song. Um, this was, of all the mixes we've had, my favorite mix by far. Oh, again, uh, except you. for 
<laughs> Except for this first song. Except for uh, my first song. Which I have so many comments on, and uh, I think we can go into it. Uh, this is the first song on your mix, which doesn't it doesn't correlate to anything else on this mix, but it's uh, Stand by R.E.M. Let's, let's play a little of it. Um, DJ. <laughs> wonderful start to a wonderful song. Is Paul's it? wrong. Yeah. So I was at the Green R.E.M. concert in nice. 1990. I where was at? there at Rosemont. Wow. And I told this story before where a friend took me. In 90? 1990, I believe, is when I went on the Green tour. Because there was a, that's what the Orange, Orange Crush is on that album, too, I believe. Um, yeah, that was out way before. I think it was 88. Well, okay. It was, they, they were on tour. tour. Right. It was but 90. that would have been out of time, no? Which, which no. song did you ask? It was before was out there? of time. Orange Crush is on this album. Orange Crush yeah. is on that album. Which, there's so many great songs on that album. And that was yeah. the only song, even back then when I was a huge R.E.M fan was the only song I hated but I remember going to this concert I've told this story on this podcast before I don't want to get repeated again but uh my friend took me we had like front row seats whatever and I was like oh this is great and then afterwards he's like oh by the way you owe me 120 bucks I was like oh I didn't <laughs> know so funny but why is this why is this uh song here it um, doesn't fit. I, mean, I gotta admit uh so the way that I kind of um formulated my mix was more of a, a history of my love for music and uh, my kind of journey that I've taken with indie rock. And this was one of the first things in a time when there was, you know, hair metal was right. Booming, um, the good days, the, the good old days. Is all, like <laughs> all, all the like <laughs> the new waves, and which I loved. I mean, I was I was into Bon Jovi and uh, Def Leppard and Poison. Metallica at that time. Like yes. I loved Metallica. Metallica. Did you have uh, a back patch on your jean jacket? <laughs> hell yeah! I mean, I, if it wasn't for Metallica, I would have not learned how to play guitar. Dude, I think Metallica <laughs> made so many people look, like play guitar. Oh yeah, like, See, that I, was, I that had was a, a era, different I relationship Master with puppets. Um, but for some reason, when I in the age of MTV and you're like watching stuff and that's all it's always on. And then all of a sudden Stan comes and I think I, I had heard it's the end of the world, which was kind of to me like a novelty song. Uh, and then this yeah. one came on and I was like, Oh, this is, this is kind of cool. And I was like, well, this is a college rock. You know, this is before alternative really became a thing. And, and I was like, oh, I kind of really like this type of music a little bit more. So for me, it was, uh, it was kind of a revelation in that sense. And then I got into, yeah, like U2 at that time, I think, was coming mm-hmm. out with stuff. Um, and just a, a handful of other similar things, like on the college rock. I remember hearing college uh, rock, whether it was on, like, yeah. on, they would say it on the radio or like in magazines, mm-hmm. or like if I'd read my brother's Rolling Stone magazine, it would say, like, the college rock scene. Charts. I remember just being like, who are these bands? And yeah. when I heard college rock, that was to me, I was like, like as a kid, if I saw like yeah. it's a Miramax movie, I was like, "This is going to be good." Or like United <laughs> yeah. Artists or Canon, I'm like, "This is going to be a good movie." They had the they had the charts yeah. for college music and it, on the back of Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. It was like oh, yeah. with I I felt and maybe it was just like I was like feeding what they were I was eating what they were feeding me, but it was just like I just assumed it was like better and a little more like okay, this is like a little. I was starting to realize there's mm-hmm. these different genres yeah. of music, 
We had a dude in our high school. He was older. He was, a th- I think, a senior when I was a freshman who dressed and looked just like Michael Stipe. <laughs> like, like, the hat and had, like, everything. The, hat, like the, the, the yellow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh like, I remember being at a football game being like, wow, dude's just dressed like Michael Stipe. Look I, at that. I, I you could just cool. do that in high school. He must be cool. Yes. <laughs> I loved R.E.M., but like you said, the novelty song, like, I feel like Stand was a bigger novelty song. Well, sure, because it was the MTV song. Right. And it was like, it didn't, and once. It didn't well, correlate to the rest of the album. That was the, the, the opening of the door. And then when you listen to it, you're like, oh, shit, I love Orange. Right, right, crush right. I love pop yeah. song I like, like, yeah and then I went backwards and there's like fall on me and then South oh, Central yeah. Rain and you're like holy crap no, Life's Rich Pageant yeah. was so good and we Superman said, and there's so we many we covered R.E.M. In, uh, yeah. in the bands that we were in uh, what was the song Driver 8 we mm-hmm. did that and a couple other how do you like their older stuff love it I mean, yeah you still, it still I, I would holds say, up uh, yeah. I, I went um, on the monster I saw them on the monster tour uh and they were great. Uh, that was probably about the end. Well, actually, I picked up Accelerate. I liked Accelerate, which was one of their more modern yeah. records. Um, He's got a solo album out now. It just came out. I, I, I just saw the song last night. Yeah, you really are an insider. Yeah, huh? that's uh, what happens. Look at your copy. No the, bells uh, and whistles. Look at your copy. The promo for the promo. Department. Yeah, they sent it to us. Uh, um, Michael did. But that was just like such a launch pad for me into, uh, just like you said, Marty, with. Uh, uh, others other kinds of music yeah, yeah. were you like I, an I was, explorer like how would you find how would you find new bands um i didn't i had an older sister uh, okay. and she yeah. was into god like the farm and yeah. uh, other the groovy train and she liked the new wave stuff and okay. you know, what was popping on mtv the farm is that b- album i've talked about <laughs> where you buy the album and it's the horror there's only one uh, song if, that was that, the one that's not even that good of a song. if anyone yeah but if anyone talks about we've talked about on the podcast where and it talks about what killed the album was people would buy that cd yeah. and you're like the rest of the right. songs these albums so garbage i just got i just got taken yeah, like fifteen bucks. Right? <laughs> you would try to like um, it. No, no, no. Like, there's other songs in here. Yeah, like, and then you like, you nah. go to the store yeah. next to Sam Goody where they buy used albums, and the guy's like, "Yeah, we got twenty farms right here." Like, but with yeah, REM, like, it's like you get hooked on. That's a fun band or those type of bands where, and we talk about it a lot in this podcast where like one band has like the wacky song that just happened to be the one that breaks mm-hmm. for them, yeah. and they're like, "Oh shit!" The rest of the album. But like an REM, it's like okay, they have this a little wackier song like Stand or End right. of the World, and then you listen to the other ones, and you're like, "Oh, right. this is not right. all like that." And in a very good way. Well, that's exactly it. Because I, I was also into, uh, I didn't say it, but like Weird Al. You know, For sure. Oh, yeah. Weird Al and They Might Be Giants. I used to which watch both oh, my, They Might Be Giants. Both my kids are, I won't, I won't go there. Uh, no, no, no. no. I, love, <laughs> I, I love They Might Be Giants. Paul I is a, so Paul, Paul's dumb and doesn't uh, know much uh, about him. But, but what that's what, are you going to take them to the Vic to see them? They're going to be at the Vic. I heard. Is it all ages? I have no. I would assume so, right? Because uh, I just saw a new article about. But that them. was my first concert. Yeah, at the Vic. Ah, oh, they, they might be giants. giants. It would be full circle. And there yeah, they are. When I was eleven, they. they were, I read an article Flood. recently about how like get ready for them to be your kid's new favorite band or something. And I don't know yeah. if they came out with a kid's um, album or they something. They have to. They have ABC and a one two three. Yeah, which was like all kids songs. Perfect. Which like, makes sense for a band like that because the kids. That's a kids yeah. no brainer. Well, they've listen. got like accordion. I mean, they're silly. Yeah. stuff you're like hey you want you want so you're, you're probably hit it on the head there that's why it like stand yeah because it was a little bit same with end of the Childish. world like it was like oh there's two songs now that i kind of like your brain hadn't formed yet you're yeah, like hey you 10. know what yeah, yeah. 10 or 11 that's, and that's know. what i th- say about they might be now a band that you would think is for kids but it's actually for cool kids is a band called dinosaur junior yeah. uh that is your second uh band or second band that you've start chose chomping, here yeah start chomping by dinosaur junior uh we'll play a little bit of this and then you can let us know why it made your list Is 
there's already four guitars in there. It's a oh, crispy guitar. Oh, the best. I remember this song with you, Jason, because I think you introduced me to Dinosaur Jr., but you would play that riff oh, yeah. when we would uh, rehearse to just get your levels and everything. Jay Maskis, probably one of the best guitarists out there, in my opinion. Still uh, doing it, too. It's, uh, yeah. it's like all this stuff. This, I mean, this, this was like, obviously his commercial hit. Yeah. Such a good But album. this this time, this era uh, was, you know, I was 13, 14, um, coming into the 90s. I think that was 93. Uh, God, I mean, you could pick 100 songs from that year yeah. that I, I could have put on this mix. Oh. Uh, but, again, I was kind of formulating this thing where I'm like, well, what made me kind of who I am today in my journey? And, like, hearing this... Uh, just all of his guitar work and me kind of coming into myself at that age with my guitar, about 14. Where That's I when you really, started playing? When did you start? Guitar? Yeah, I started when I was like 13, okay. 12 or 13, playing just Metallica riffs and, you know, learning that stuff. And it started getting stale. And then I heard this and like I would like read the liner notes and Jay would be, oh, he did drums, he did guitar, he did he bass, did the whole, he did yeah. it. He did all, I was like, holy shit. What did Lou Barlow do in this band? Well, he was out by then. Oh, out by he then. was okay. gone before Green Mind. Okay, and Green Mind was. I heard that and I was like, "This is really cool." But then when this came out and it was on MTV, and yeah, it, this was like this makes that made me think of 120 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, this was like, like oh, that's where, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did you? I'm surprised you knew who Dinosaur Junior was. Of course, Marty. I know Dinosaur. I didn't Jr. know they made it to Maryville. <laughs> Get out of here, Sherville. I'm a sure. I'm a 120 minutes boy, man. I would watch that every Sunday. That was my jam. <laughs> the fact that you knew who New Lou was, I was of like, course. holy shit! How does this guy loves Harmacy? Harmacy. That's Sebado. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, you, I do you would, like Sebado too? A little bit, a they're, little bit. They're playing uh, uh, in a couple in a month, I think. They're, yeah, they're playing at Talia. I feel like there was this group of bands. You had like Pavement, Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. You know, and there, it was a, there was yeah. obviously a, a lot more Pixies. But they, but to me, they were like that. That felt like uh, like the cool, like not yeah. rich kids, but like it felt like. I don't know. I felt they were like thumbing, thumbing their nose. A little bit, stuff. yeah. It felt a little. Which even, REM even a little alternative, bit too. Yeah. But it felt like you had like your Nirvanas. They were more the yeah. like blue collar. I mean, not, you know what I mean? To, to me, that was how I perceived it. Right. Where you had your more like accessible, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins. And right. then you had those bands who were more like, that to me was like, now that's college music. You know, that's college <laughs> rock, like with an you know, alternative college rock or something. Yeah. Where I always listened to it, but I was just like, it always felt a little like... They, with the lyrics and everything, and it was a little more like because you could tell they weren't trying to be like this is going to be our big radio hit. Yeah. Oh, they they hated it. They they, they would. Yeah. You know, at that point, they're like, we've been doing this for eight or nine years. I've, this is my sixth record. You know. And, right. And uh, but they like you were saying, you kind of hit on it. Uh, if you go back five or six years, you know, the replacements, the Pixies, all, all these bands that uh, were underground, they didn't make it big because they didn't want to. They they didn't really. Care. It wasn't a priority. Though. Yeah. But their influence is shown through five or six years later with yeah. all these other bands that now are getting all the these and I, I guarantee people got into dinosaur jr because like a kurt cobain type wore a dinosaur jr t-shirt or in an interview Absolutely. was like dinosaur jr is the best, best band yeah, so yeah. Clim- yeah. criminally underrated best guitarist well, and all this well they got they were popular with other musicians because they were so damn loud like yeah. he would he would stack like eight or nine marshall stacks on stage yeah and just, just crank it like he wouldn't care what the front of house was doing he would just be as loud as he could and people would be like ah! 
just just like holding their heads and people love that though and i feel like that like a band like dinosaur jr like they would go there would be like a you know like a Lollapalooza like tour and i think they would kind of be like we're gonna fucking show everybody how good of oh, a yeah. band we are oh, yeah. when they do that because like you said shred. they've got shreds. all the albums so they've got the catalog they could put the best lineup together yep. songs and then it's mm-hmm. like oh you guys like lit because they have that song, My Own Worst Enemy. Cool. Check this out. Yeah. You know, check this out, Brazil. And yeah. then it's like, they'll just yeah. fucking destroy. This era of the way that your little uh, mix went here with the journeys here, this is um, what I'm surprised that I didn't hear, that you and I are both big fans of the band Buffalo Tom. And I was like, oh, well, exactly. you were- Well, I was going to say the, the Fort Apache. There's okay. A, uh, there's a soundtrack. Um, I think it was called Fort Apache. Buffalo Tom is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. Sebado had a song. Uh, maybe Pavement had a song. I, I could be wrong on that one. What is it? The Ford Apache. The Ford Apache. Yeah, that was like this. Um, I don't know if it was like a studio or something. All these bands had, oh, okay. at some time went through and. They're talking about like that. a car. Commercial. You got a CD. You got a CD with the <laughs> purchase was, of a Ford Apache <laughs> SUV. That's literally what I was like. Oh, <laughs> like okay, I guess. They're like, we're gonna buy. We're gonna make this car for all the grunge haters, and yeah. it's gonna be a CD that comes with it. But it was. It was. It was. Had a lot of cool stuff on there, and uh, I think Freed Pig was on there by Sebado, which is a great tune. Um, and uh, Buffalo Tom had one of their good songs from Let Me Come Over, I think that was one of their first records. That was yeah. 92, 91, 92. But. Yeah, no, I loved, I loved Buffalo Tom. Yeah, they're they're one, they're criminally talking about criminally underrated. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands of all time, and uh, just so. You listen, you listen to those still, and they, it still holds up. It does, that's, that's, and and same with Dinosaur Junior. I was at a, a bar in Hollywood with uh, our friend Ross Kelly and AJ Lubecker, comedians, and, and then it was all they were playing Dinosaur Junior the whole time. Oof. And I was like, oh man, I hope the next song's gonna be. <laughs> but it was like, it was the album, but out of order. You're like, that's not that's not where that goes. But it, it was mm-hmm. it was really bizarre. Yeah. But, um, well, do, you, do you like when bands play the whole album now? Um, in concert. Uh, yeah, I've actually seen a, f- a handful of shows now where they did like the throwback, like hey, it was a 10 year show or the 20 year show of that they, album. And they play that. Right? We just saw Rogue Wave a handful of years ago with Asleep in the Back. And uh, uh, Rachel Yamagata did her happenstance at Shuba's, <sighs> which was amazing. I didn't know she did that. Um, which is one of the best albums of uh, all time, too. Um, what else did I see? Um, I just, it was just in my head when you said it. When did she do the happen? A handful of ones. I didn't even know about that. Uh, maybe like four years ago. God, she was awesome, man. Uh, oh, I do saw I did? saw local local age do their uh, packing the cats, yeah. the ten year show, which was a great local band. Love love local age. Uh, they go way we back. Did we, we did shows with local age. We did shows. We did a stand up show so. with them last year. Yeah, really. Yeah. It was like a big Christmas party type of nice. show. And they they yeah. played music. And it was uh, great because they they played at uh, Lincoln Hall, and Lincoln Hall has this huge L H. Like uh, oh, nice. the neon mm-hmm. sign right next to the stage, just and they go like, perfect. "I'm glad they put that up for us." It was just pretty where. Funny. Where's your favorite <laughs> venue in Chicago to play? Lincoln Hall. Lincoln Hall. Well, play? No, I haven't played there yet. But, okay, uh, I would love to play there. Uh, that uh, to watch though. To I know. Watch watch oh my god, it's, what, it's yeah. What the was best. your favorite venue to play? I know what mine is, but I wonder if yours is the same. Uh, it's only good on the counter. Double door. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, Double mean, that was Double Door was my favorite. It was a fun place to play. We just played there a lot. It was Metro, like our home. Is, Metro is amazing too. Metro was awesome, but Double Door was like our home. Like Jesse was the sound guy. Yeah, sound, the monitor mix. Like no matter what, ba- if I was playing in a band or managing a band, it was just like our home. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew who we were. They treated us awesomely. Always. They were dicks to people who were mm-hmm. dicks to us. It was like <laughs> they were like had our back. It, it was Phil, so cool. Phil was great. Phil Kosh is now 
head of House of Blues in in Houston. He's like next yeah. in line to take over all the Live Nation shit. It's crazy. I mean, House of Blues was you got like catering, you yeah. had like your own dressing. That area. was cool too. Yeah, I mean, House of Blues was like a sweet setup, but uh, Double Door was like home. Double Door was like House home. of Blues exactly. was like vacation. Double Door in, was uh, the old shoe. It was the old it, shoe. That yeah, it was like if you live in Shelbyville, Double Door was Shelbyville, and then Cheryl. House of Blues was Cherylville. Yeah, <laughs> like Shelbyville. I'm trying to think of some musical <laughs> reference of like, was there like a fucking old Liz Fair song I, about Shelbyville, Shelbyville that I'm supposed to know about? <laughs> it's like Double Door was Cherylville. Okay. And then House of Blues was like if you went to the weekend to Indianapolis to, okay. to go get close. I don't nice. know. No, I hated Indianapolis. That's a great That's a great call. There you go. Yeah. 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 Or, or, he knows you so well. I wasn't impressed. That's pretty good, Paul. Actually, that's I pretty good. Chicago. Sorry, man. No, 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 because I would have liked it more. Oh, it's so like saying goodbye, right you know. You're right. Yeah. Okay. See what I did there? Sometimes Paul, see, I, I set the bar really high for excellent segues, as you've seen yeah. through some of these. Dinosaur Jr. sounds like a kid's band, but it's actually for cool kids. That was perfect. Paul tried to shoehorn in Last Goodbye. Um, Which is our next song. There you go. See, I did it anyway. Jeff, Jeff Buckley, Buckley. Last Goodbye. This is, uh, so I remember. Uh, well, well, let's play yeah, a let's second play of a it before. Bit. So He's got like a nice long intro. I thought I had a couple seconds to talk. You can. No, no. You got a few this seconds more. No, our lawyers will not allow it. Paul is the lawyer. <laughs> tasty bass right there. Everything's tasty in us. Andy, this... Andy Wallace. Yeah, right? Okay, go ahead, Andy. Go ahead, Andy. Go ahead, Marty. Oh, no, I just start? remember listening to this song at... Uh, uh, Camelot at the South Lake Mall with the headphones on, where they had like the listening station, and how his voice got so high. I just remember going, "So this crazy. is so fucking good. This dude's voice is fucking crazy." And I remember I was like screaming because I had the headphones on so loud. And they were like, "You can't yell." Yeah. yeah, easily. You're, you're not the first one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> easily one of uh, the greatest songs of all time in my book. Greatest albums of all time in my book. That's up uh, there for sure. Let's hear some lyrics here, Paul. Yeah, I, are you ready for my prediction? This will come true. Uh, before we're all dead and gone, they will do a biopic about him, and somebody will win an Academy Award playing him. Oh, they've already tried to do it twice. Yeah, yeah. they've already, and it's uh, they will do it. It's they will scary. do it on a real big level, and it'll be. I have a feeling. So Jeff Buckley, you and I have a lot of similar stories for Buckley, but go ahead. What we? What's your? What's your take on this song and why this is um, on, on the... I mean, this is... Like, you have those few moments in your life where you hear something and you just have to, like, sit down. And you're just like, fuck. And take it in and soak it in. And then you instantly play it again and then again and again. Um, and there'll be an audio file that... It doesn't happen that often. So when something does floor you, you, you just you love every second of it. So this was one of those bands. I can just remember where I was. Um, I didn't speak for like 50 minutes and I was with like other people hanging out. And I was just like, shut up. I'm listening to this. <laughs> it was like the first time uh, somebody just put on the whole record. You have to listen to this. And I was like, yes, please show it to me. Um, or play it for me. Uh, and man, it was one of those transcendent moments when, the music was so beautiful. Uh, it was in a genre that I loved. Um, and again, like 
you're just like, who, where did he come from? Yeah. Like, had he died by then when you heard uh, it for the first time? No, it no. was, no. Uh, no, because you, he, we were listening to him before that. So you must have. No, heard he before. died in 94. No, this album is from 94. 94. This is, 90, he died in 96. He died in 97. 96. 96. I heard September it right, around, right yeah. around that time before he died. Yeah, because yeah. this got a little play on MTV. And I remember, I remember just like, there were certain videos I'd watch. And I, I was like starting to like. Mm-hmm. Get a get my taste to, uh, on the right track with music, and I remember seeing this video like in like regular time, yeah. not just 120 minutes, and being like, "Oh, this is like better yeah. than everything else." And and knowing like I think I knew like I don't think this will be gigantic, but I know yeah. this is like real good. Because remember that video with like the lights were swinging, they were kind of moving around them a lot, right? And uh, but it was just so like understated. You know, the last so video you great. saw was probably like explosions and yeah. this and that. And then he was, it was just like, can yeah. the band? So it was so beautiful. 97 is when he died. May 29th, yeah. 1997. Yeah. But uh, the funny thing is that you go back, you know, I got more into him because uh, Air This Side of Caution, which is the band that I managed that you were in, mm-hmm. they got a lot of comparisons to Jeff Buckley, yes. the, your singer, uh, who's also done Make Us a Mixtape. Um, and uh, I went back after starting to work with you guys and then I became obsessed with his his later stuff his posthumous stuff and then reading yeah. his books I told you about mm-hmm. the, one of the books I read recently of, of the his, Dream Brother did, did you read Dream Brother or did you read I did one? no the new newest one by oh, his I manager know. is even oh. more revealing oh, like wow. it, you, okay. it tells you more about the stuff um, who was also going to do our podcast too nice. but uh, but um, uh, yeah like this I remember oh, same as you like I remember where I was when I heard it for the first song and I was like I have to go buy that album and I remember listening to the album I was like I don't like the rest of the songs the first time <laughs> but then like you go back and you're like oh I get what he's doing here because it's like and then he had live at Shanae you go back and really you hear what they were going to yeah. do with this artist he was going to be a catalog artist at Columbia it's yeah, this is what were the reviews like for this when it came out? When it came out, they were all saying like this guy was going to be the Everyone Columbia was like going to make him. He was yeah. going to be the next he was, big thing. He was the thing. They yeah. were all putting their the, the record didn't sell as much as they thought, but then they put him on tours and stuff because you couldn't categorize him live. Like he didn't fit with what was like big. Like they're yeah. like tours. Like can he play with better than Ezra? Like well, it took him like ten years to go gold or something like yeah. that. Like that album, was, Grace. It yeah. just grew. It just grows and grows. Like still, I think people are still finding it. You know, it's, right. it's sure. one of those that you Every, find it and you just like you can never let go of it. It's someone it's will cover there. his song like Hallelujah got covered, then he got big again, oh, yeah. and then yeah. John Mayer covered mm-hmm. it, and then like it just got bigger. Every year something happens. Everyone mentions him on American mm-hmm. Idol. Yeah. Well, what, what's uh, a funny story about him too? Is he? Uh, another great band uh, called the frames Glenn, oh yeah glenn hansard uh when glenn hansard was in the commitments and they were doing that movie and then they went on a tour uh jeff buckley was his guitar tech yeah and so they they showed up in new york and uh they did a little one-off thing at uh Sine, and buckley was like uh this place is amazing i'm staying here and he quit like right. that day and he stayed and he did all those yeah well, all he was live at Sine things in like the early 90s he was a guitarist he was a guitar a trained guitarist yeah. in hollywood metal. yeah metal guitarist metal. amazing guitarist and then one day he was just singing in, in the uh in the shower yeah. and someone's like was that you and then they realized <laughs> he had this five octaves astounding yeah and the story with his dad and everything i mean like it's yeah well he, they, people always talk about his dad tim buckley but he only met his dad once yeah, or twice right. so it's insane but i mean they're the stories are phenomenal you know they died at the same yeah. age and all that stuff but um, yeah, one scary. of the greatest albums, one of the greatest songs, and it was, and I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, where when I hear a song like this, like 
you go back and I just started playing guitar back then. I'd go back. I bought a bass so I could play that, play all the parts of the song. Yeah, that is like, that's how I learned music was Damn. if I liked the song. And I still do it today. Like I heard Lucy Dacus and I went back. I'm like, I'm going to learn all the parts on the yeah. song. So but sure. one of the one of the best albums one of the best songs, in my opinion. I know Marty disagrees because it's like, oh, it's not punk enough for me. You're out of your mind. Get out of here. <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to do? We're having such I'm a nice to, talk, I and know. then you had to just. I got to jab. You had to go yeah. there. Got to do it. Come on, gotta man. Do it. Unbelievable. Yeah. How unprofessional. Very, very unprofessional. I'm just taking, taking jabs at you, which is what the next song is about, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. You pro- you She's pro- a jar by Wilco. Uh, let's play a little bit of it and then get into it. This one also has a slow start. favorite bands yep. one of my favorite albums again summer teeth was my go-to we've talked about it on the other yeah. podcast this is my go-to i mean every fucking song every song on this album is a banger and then they did yankee after that i mean yeah. they just kept it they just kept it up uh, i mean talk about a hometown band this is i mean you so, so proud so, so proud so well band. when we were in a in a band i don't remember which one it was but we were in champagne where uh Half of our band, I think it was Fat Albert, was from Belleville, and they were all like Uncle Tupelo guys. Yeah, they loved Sunvolt, mm-hmm. which was uh, Jay Farrar's band. The other split, yeah. That was the first band that that, that album came out first, and then um, AM. AM Radio came out or AM came out, and we're like, oh, this is this is Chicago's answer, yeah. even though they're both from the yeah. same fucking town. But what's your what's your Wilco? Oh man, um, so. Uh, Paul kind of maybe remembers this, but we we were opening we were opening for them at Mabel's mm-hmm. down in Champagne, yeah. And uh, shoe shine boy, shoe right? shine boy, yeah, yeah. And Paul's like, "Dude, we're opening for Wilco." I'm just like, "Who?" Because <laughs> yeah. like, this was right when AM came out, and I was yeah. like, "Man, I I don't like country music." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my well, first. AM day. radio was all alt country. Yeah, it was they, very alt country. Yeah. And that was even when I was like, "Ah, dude, I'm like a rock. I like rock. I like yeah. alternative rap." Well, you and, were a uh, pumpkins. You were like all pumpkins, pumpkins. right? And then this is 95, 96, 96, 96, 97, Yeah. So you just didn't dig any of those. Oh, like, I country uh, bands. I, we played and I, I left. The, I didn't, didn't even stay, stay to watch. Oh, no, I left. What a music snob! And he's just I like, love Where it. are you going? I'm like, I'm gonna go to bar. I'm gonna go to camps. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the bar. I'm gonna go to Bubs. I know people at Bubs. Wow. So, and then I. A couple years later, they had put out being there, uh, and then I heard Summer Teeth. My my now wife played it for me in like ninety nine, uh, ninety nine two thousand, uh, about twenty years ago. Whatever. Um, she played me the whole record, and I was just like, "Wow, this is just actually I'm wrong. I'm fucking dead wrong." Yeah. It's yeah. like you know, being I I know music. I'm a music fan. Like to be like just shattered in my sensibilities is was. Kind of awakening from. Did you tell her the story it. then about how you walked out of the <laughs> concert? Oh, yeah. she, you're like, all right, I need to tell you something and don't be mad um, at me. You're an idiot. So for me, it was kind of like one of my aha moments. Like, dude, you got to open up your mind. And there's so yeah. many yeah. other types of music that you're just shutting out because of, uh, you know, 
preconceived preconceived stereotypes and i'm just like i'm an idiot i need to go back i need to listen to other things that i've shunned uh people that say like why do you like it like when people say like i really like this band and now i want to be like well why do you like it what what is it about that band that you like and i want to share that with them if it's a a close friend and they say or your wife this is one of my favorite or my my wife um this is one of my favorite bands and like cool let's share that i want to see why do you like it what what is it about it and you know if it's a if it's a really good friend i could be like no this band sucks you're wrong you're stupid right (laughs) like they might be giants people are wrong about that but no marty that's that's kind of what this podcast is about we've learned so much at least for me i can't speak for marty but um lot so much music i would never have listened to yeah wilco's a weird band where I always they would play on XRT a lot Mm -hmm. and I would always hear them on XRT and go that's a really good band but I never felt like the urge to go out and buy it and then one time I was in one like one of those like CD clubs one of the last of the like and I remember it was like you gotta pick like 10 and I was like I got like four right out of the gate no problem boom 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 and I was like what else and I remember seeing like Wilco on there and I was like oh yeah I could just buy a Wilco album yeah and then I remember listening to it and I was like oh yeah. Have you seen them live is, yet? Yeah. Yeah. And, that's uh, a game you know, changer. And then you see the documentary, and then you're yeah. just like, okay. And you see him live, and yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. They I'm live in. a couple miles away. Well, he was Dude, at, I've told, and I've told this story on the podcast where he was at the Costco that I used to work at, and I saw him in there, and like, no one knew who he was at Costco, yeah. and I was just like, Hey man, like a big fan. He's like, oh thanks. And I go, if it was up to me, you could steal whatever you want in the store, and I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> Do you laugh? Yeah. He's like, oh thank you very much. I don't think my yeah. wife would let me steal anything or something like they that. They used to, they used to have the uh, show at Thanksgiving at uh, Vic mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. And easily the winter residencies. Yeah. Then they, now they do the wizard residencies. Back then, during this tour, um, you'd go see them, and it was like a three hours of just amazing. And they do like random covers mm-hmm. and. He's so funny, you know. A lot He's of he's very funny because he would do that storyteller show at Second yeah. City. My girlfriend would tell me like mm. it would be like this long show, and be kind of like, oh. And then he would come up, just tell a couple stories, and play songs, and he would like murder, and yeah. everyone oh, would yeah. be like, "All right, we're back, you're ready for more show." <laughs> and he was like that injection that the show needed. Yeah, he a lot of times, you know, when when uh, people on stage start talking, you're like, oh, like don't talk. But when he talks, like oh, he like, shuts yeah. every everyone's mm-hmm. like ready to hear because he there's right. two ways to do it there's that way and then there's the lauren hill unplugged way there's two ways to vamp in, in between songs. who created uh sampling sure which sure, we've sure, said sure. on this sure. podcast before but uh yeah wilco uh great great band and it's, it's so cool to see them evolve over the years and like at first you they when uh an album comes out you're like oh, why did they change like i just mm-hmm. got used to this but then you're like, oh yeah, this yeah. is. Oh, they just have such a, an amazing group of musicians. Oh, this new surrounding them is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just fabulous. We used to do shows at uh, the Pontiac Cafe, and they'd show up. And uh, what's his name, John Sturat, would always Sturat, be like, yeah. do you want to come on stage? He's like, no, man, I'm just watching you guys. <laughs> I'm like, great. The greatest bassist is watching me kind of play bass How? in Jembe. Yeah, that's got to be so like, oh God, don't be here. Like it's sometimes it's you're doing worst. a show like as a new yeah. comic or even now like, and a, a, you know, some a comic who you really like shows up and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, shit. Damn it. yeah, when we're at, when last night you're at a show and like uh, all our peers are in the back, I'm like, I just wanted to do new stuff. Like you guys are all here. I don't want to fucking How with that, like uh, that documentary, I'm trying to break your heart with the, the process of them doing the music and like the butting heads and stuff. How... Um, with Jay Bennett, is yeah. that yeah? Is that sort of universal with bands, or is that was that kind of like an extra like head buddy? I mean, situation. Uh, I don't know. I, I always think that if money started becoming an issue, like mm-hmm. when money is involved with, hey, if I get more songs that I wrote, I'm going to make more money. Yeah, and or if I can put more of my two cents in, then I'll make more money. You know, I, I don't know if that's an issue. Like I always 
you you read about the bands that like they always split it four ways yeah. and they're Regardless the ones that split like U2 yeah. and Coldplay. I just was listening to a thing or, and they were talking about a band who split it five, I think it was System of a Down. They split mm-hmm. it with the with, with their the manager, manager right, right, too. Right, I just read yeah. that too. Um, and I don't know, like it, it, for me it's, it's hard to imagine that until you get to that level because right yeah. now it's just about the integrity of the music. Like what's the best thing for the song? Is your idea good or is my idea a little bit better? And then you kind of argue about it and like, well, Okay, what's maybe maybe need an outside source? But, so with uh, that album, with that movie, uh, you go back on it, and I think it's because people didn't understand that it was Jeff Tweedy, you know. And I think Jay Bennett talks about it when he says his version of what happened. He goes, "He's the circle, and you guys are all surrounding me." And with Jay Bennett, you have this guy who's a big, who was a, a big personality, but was such a contributor. You know, oh yeah, his mm-hmm. contributions to Summer Teeth are ungodly. Yeah, but then you also have Jeff Tweedy. It's like, well, it's my band. So That's, what do I you felt do? Watching it, not knowing the the characters except Jeff Tweedy, I just remember like, just do what Jeff Tweedy wants you to do. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But that's but that's. But he, like but he said he had some great. He has a history. Jay right. Bennett, who we've done shows with too, when he was in other bands in in Champaign, he's a legend in mm-hmm. in the South, so uh, Southern Illinois and uh, Missouri. So it's like. I get his perspective, but he's so clouded. His brain is so clouded that he doesn't realize, oh, I'm in this opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, it's, it happens with everything. Sure, because yeah, so. I'm, I'm fascinated by all that. Because I, I watched a clip of, I was like in a, a music you know, wormhole on, on YouTube. Uh, do you guys say wormhole or rabbit hole? I don't say either. No? Okay. I just say the words. Okay. Well, I was... Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm watching all these... Oh, like another universe. I'm watching all these music <laughs> interviews and, and interviews about the music business, and then... Uh, Billy Corgan was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and what? like him or not, he's fascinating. Yeah, he was really, I, like, he was just talking like this. I love hearing him talk about music. I think he's such. I a didn't know weirdo. he did Rogan, he's, and he's he so did great. Rogan. I mean, he's said so some crazy shit recently. That eh, no, was probably about two years ago. Okay, but he did say there was one just like I think it got cut up into like the realities of the music business or something, and he was talking about doing like a showcase for some record execs, and they're like, "Can we take you, just you, out to lunch tomorrow?" And he's like, "Sure." So he goes to lunch with them, and they're like, here's what you're going to want to do. Uh, you're going to want to cut everybody in on the song, right? Because it's going to get bad if you don't. And he's like, well, no, they're my songs. I wrote them. Like, yeah. This is my <laughs> band, of course. And they're like, because what's going to happen is as the money starts rolling in, you're going to take off, and you're going to leave them behind. And they're right. all going to go, why the fuck is he? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I also heard a fun story about him, though. Whenever he stays at a hotel with his band, he has to be in a higher floor than them. A higher floor than them? Yeah, oh, so they have to come up to I him. Mean, he's such a good, he, can, he can be such a kind <laughs> I love it. Prick, I love you know? it. Yeah, I know. He's insane. I love, but I love so it. Talented. But I love it. I would love, I'd rather read a book about like somebody like that than yeah. just like, yeah, Paul's a pretty good dude. Like I know, a true, good... true eccentric. I mean, sure. He is, he sure. Is. And he but, knows. He's like, I think he knows that he's, you know, weird. He, but he, is, he doesn't yeah. get the credit he deserves, you know, and, and I, I don't know if that was the same interview he did that went against the credit. Totally gets the credit. You guys remember, Jason? Thank you so much for being no. The here's voice of here's what me. I mean because um, when Nirvana, when Kurt Cobain died and everything, everyone's like, "Oh, he's the he was the voice of the generation." But at that time, so was Billy Corgan. Like, Absolutely. if he didn't die, he would have gotten. And and there is that Courtney Love connection as well between them right. too. But like, he was that album Siamese Dream came out. I mean, and then uh, Bullets, all all that stuff was they were we they were remember. the we, shit. We were in the epicenter too, though. Yeah, I mean, right. there's you that was different parts of the country right. is there's different. You know, you think it's on the West Chicago? Coast it could be yeah, it's the, your yeah. sports team, the That's Chili your... Peppers. You know, yeah. there, there is stuff that was happening at that time of such an explosion. You're probably right. Yeah, but I mean, like think about Seattle. Like, I mean, 
you're, you're yeah. in the He's middle of another dude there. the world right there. Uh, but yeah, the pumpkins were to me again with being I know a that was your player. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I'm a, surprised for they didn't long, make the list. Well, it was too obvious. Yeah, <laughs> like he, we were in a we were in a one band where. Ninety percent of the covers, any cover he wanted to ever do was a Siamese or was a That's album. Not true. Was a Special Pumpkins? Are you kidding me? We did like <laughs> this is such Cherub a good, Rock. No, Rocket, we did nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. We did like five covers so, of the Pumpkins. As as people in a cover <laughs> band, uh, and I'll see you first, Jason. Was there ever a song that you were just like, I can't, I fucking can't play this cover anymore? Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> no, we did. <laughs> did you like try your best to we like jazz it up song. a little bit? Like, no, let's make this uh, a little more. It was and so bad. Always played closing time, and I was just like, uh, okay, yeah. these three chords. I just want to. But you know, it. you're making all those drunk people's nights. Oh, that's what we did. Yeah. yeah. But for you guys, you're just like, songs. I can't play fucking. Yeah. Well, Some of the songs. That's why I got blind drunk. Yeah. That's why I pissed myself. Yeah. Because you had to play Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, and what about you, Paul? What was your song? Uh, You're just like, I can't do this anymore. I didn't mind. I don't, I don't remember. Songs. No, I loved it. I, I loved playing because they were fun to play. Yeah, fun. But there were certain songs that just were not fun to play anymore. I think we used to do that medley of uh, Franklin's T- Grateful right, Dead, so Franklin's Tower, to Neil Diamond's uh, Forever in Blue Jeans, and uh, For What It's Worth. We did like this medley that was like literally three fucking chords, a whole thing. But people right. would go ape shit. Right. Because it was like this weird thing, and some people would know one song, they wouldn't know the other, and it was well, like that's that's the our- problem with like uh, my whole problem with cover bands always was nobody's really listening to you. Like there's maybe a couple musicians right. out there that are like, yeah, they're they're doing this pretty good justice, but yeah. like for the most like part, you know, I like what you did there. Well, we were in a cover band. We you. we had to do the covers to to do those shows. Like, cause well, yeah, we would get so much more money if you played for like t- we did like a live one. We did a t- you look at that set list. I still have it. I put it on Instagram. So it was like. Two and a half hours of oh, music, and then damn. another band would play. That another would be like hours. a young comic being like, "You have to do an hour," and you're like, ah, "I don't have an hour, but can I do other people's jokes?" Yeah, okay. But, I but, can the do thing, an hour. but being in a cover band is like you can yeah. learn infinite songs. Like you, we Correct. could. Went in the prime of my playing. I mean, I could play for four or five hours, no problem, just right. as long as I knew all the songs and and you had bathroom breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, nobody cares. Stage, who cared about that stuff? I wore stubborn diapers. Uh, speaking of who cares, Paul, our I final love! song by local natives. That was the second time. Who knows? Who cares? Let's give it a listen. I've been going down, down into the river, baby. Listen to the sound, something only God knows. You figure it out, I can't stay. The water's in the clouds, it's my life without a chance. All right, tell us about this song, cause I had I I love this band, but I never heard this song. You before. never heard this song. Is this a deep cut? It's like track 10 on their first record, Grill Oh, Manor. okay. That's um, Yeah, I mean, there's... God, this, this record, one of those... What's the name of the record? There is Gorilla Manor. Okay. Whole record is... Fat, like, one of those, again, where I remember just hearing it, sat there for 50 minutes, not blinking, <laughs> and then instantly played it again. Like, it was just like, wow. Um and then every time you hear the like the next song, you're like, oh yeah, this one, oh yeah, this one. And then like then I wanted to hear it again, and it was like you know midnight. And I was like, we'll go to bed. But <laughs> this is one of those ones where I like burned uh, or I bought it for people 
uh, I went out, I bought probably four or five different copies. Oh, I'm like, you nice. gotta have this. This is the one you have to hard have. Hard CDs? Hard CDs, yeah. Wow. This was 07, okay. 08, like, um, probably one of the the things in the last 10 years that I've really, Local uh, natives. that has just, again, nailed me. And, and then for me, it's uh, listening to a record, going to see them live. Do you have the whole package? Because yeah. I hear the record, and luckily they were playing in like like a week at Lincoln Hall. So I got on, I bought the tickets, and uh, or Shubas, I think they're playing Shubas. This was before they were very big. Um, so I've seen them every single time they've been in Chicago, except for one show. And they are one of the most amazing live bands. Really, Just, I saw them in Lollapalooza, and I was like, uh, they're okay. Well, but again, venue. it's a different um, venue, right? 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 They played the pre-show or maybe it was a post-show at Lincoln Hall for that, and they played with um, Walk the Moon. And it was one of those moments where, like, everybody in the crowd is mesmerized. Uh, One of their big songs, um, I think it's that one, there's, like, a chant, like, like that that part near the end of that song. Everyone in the audience just started chanting that for their encore, and then they came back out and played another song. Oh, that's so it was cool. like instead of cheering yeah, and yelling, or like, we want they just more, started want more humming song. the the chant. That's cool. And they all came back on. It was like, wow! Like, it was one of those moments where everyone in the room is just like, this band is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. I I, uh, I definitely liked. I didn't know that song, and I loved it. And I this is a song I added to my own playlist. Uh, yeah, from oh, it's, your it's list. a beautiful. I mean, that, anything on that record is great. Sun Hands World uh, World News is fabulous. Uh, there's so many good, and they they put out they they're on like record number four or five. Yeah, you uh, and, you you introduced me to music back in the twenty years ago, and you did it again with this song. So cool. yeah, I literally this is like breaking news here. Uh, Kevin Aldridge, who's our dear friend who sent us the uh, the uh, Walk. uh, Walkman, messaged me uh, just out of nowhere, and he wrote, uh, uh, "Do you know of any mid aughts Chicago band called the Red Walls? I played some shows with them at South by Southwest. Shut up! They were obsessed with the '60s." And then I said, "We just talked about them." And he said, "Small World. The two brothers were weird as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back. Yeah, man, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is so bizarre. Yeah. Who? Um, yeah. We were how talking, bizarre? Your we final talk- song by OMC. No, uh, we there it talked is. about. <laughs> We, How talk, <laughs> we talked about Kevin. We covered yeah, that one too. Yeah. We, we did cover that. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That's a great song. And, and I'm going to give local natives. I'm going to. That was one where I was like, I Definitely. had on and I was like, yep, I'm going to. That's when I know I like a song when I'm like, let's go get all the old. Like I'm going to go get onto it. their yeah. page or under their and iTunes and get, get all the good and ones. And their second record, the guys from the national recorded um, the, the main guitar player. Uh, his name's blanking on me. Uh, but he recorded Aaron. Dres- Dresner, Dresler, whatever his name is. He he recorded their second record, uh, and that was also fabulous. Very uh, cool. The XRT plays them. They love them. Who? The local, local amps? Yeah, yeah, they play the hits, though. I've, I haven't heard this song. But that was like the last 10 years. So the last little piece I want to throw in is like bands from like the last 10 years. Because mm-hmm. uh, I had, I think I mentioned in my email, like uh, when people are like, get stuck in a genre like how could you still listen to led zeppelin yeah well like, you hear a lot like what you listen to in high school is what you just listen to and you forever. stay and, and like, i'm like the no, people that are stuck no. there it's just like Whoa. yeah but how I many mean, times can you get the me, lead out music you know, music isn't the it's same enough. to everyone right yes. yeah. um so i mean bands over the last like 10 years i i feel like i find one or two or three great bands again each year uh new bands it's the best finding it's a new band best. is the, or like a song like and and songs is more we, than we've we've lately. had this by doing this podcast where every once in a while i'll just hear a song where i'm just like 
oh shit, I need to listen to more Dinosaur Jr. Or you yeah. hear a brand new song that you've never heard of a band and you're just like, I well, cannot stop listening to this We song live now. in a time where it's, we have some, like my kids are fucked, man. They have, they have decades of music to catch up to on. shuffle yeah, through. Yeah. You know, we were, just, do you think that'll affect how people make me, not how they'll make music like technically, but like, with everybody's taste now, because it's like growing up, you're saying like I liked Metallica, I liked I like metal. Then I got into these other bands, yeah. but now with kids, it's like I like the Beatles, well, it's, I like it's, Nirvana, it's I like this, role, I like right. rap, I, mean, I like dance music. I mean, for for kids these days, it's um, I'm, I'm a high school teacher, so I, I get new bands every day. Um, and kids are always like, hey, "Have you heard this band Nirvana?" I'm like, "No, man." Do you ever see kids like <laughs> no, going through a change? <laughs> Have you ever seen a kid like go through like? Oh yeah. One day they show up and they're wearing like a Nirvana shirt, and then it's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, the hair's well, getting a little like, long." It's still like Maiden, yeah. like Guns N' Roses. Um, you see Metallica, of course, still. Uh, and then every once in a while, you see like like a cool shirt. Like you'll see somebody wearing like a Pixie shirt, and they're like, mm-hmm. "I'm like, oh, you know some Pixies?" Like, oh, no, I just like I the shirt. Oh, Outfitters. I know that is true. Like they do shirt. sell those shirts all the at like, like Urban Outfitters. Yeah, it's like or okay, Target. got an Urban Outfitters. I got you. Okay. It's, not, it's not an original from like your mom's closet or something, right? Um, so I I hear a lot of stuff. Uh, so a couple bands I want to notice uh, mention if you want to write these sure, sure. Um In the last few years, uh, Hippocampus is just a fabulous band. Whole record is wonderful. They're called okay. Hippocampus. Um, the Temples are a really cool band from Britain. Um, they're kind of like in that post Tame Impala. You know, Tame oh, Impala yeah. is a yeah. great big band. Yeah, from, yeah. a lot of people have heard of again. Like sure. a lot of teenagers, like oh, it's they, funny because they they've been around for a while, and then now they're getting. So now for me, it's like I like those too. bands. So the bands that are you hear a song on the radio, cool. But mm-hmm. then to hear a song from a friend or hear like an abstract song from somewhere else. And you're like, I haven't heard the song anywhere, but I really love it. Why does yeah. nobody else know it? And that's cool to me too. But now like somebody could put like, you know, they could put a, a song by the temples on a, like a HBO show. And then everyone's like, Oh, who's that? Yeah. Right. 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 Now I like well, that. Th- song. That's how a lot of, a lot yeah. of the that's stuff how I learn about music now too. You watch a movie from and shows, you just yeah. Shazam and you're like, Oh, right. that's an awesome but song. Another cool band. Uh, I think you would like Paul is called illiterate light. They're actually got their name from a Wilco song. Oh, really? Uh, they're new. Okay. Two two farm boys from Virginia uh-huh. that uh, just the two of them play. Uh, they just played shubas and standing drummer, and the other the other guy plays a moog like a bass pedal. Like he mm-hmm. plays with his feet and he plays guitar, and just huge walls of sound. Uh, they kind of sound like My Morning Jacket meets Band of Horses meets Wilco. Oh, I mean, it's. Yeah, that's that's a band that's just flooring me right now. I've just listened to that record we'll many, many times. Check them out. You should. You should check them out. Surprised by some of the songs that were on your list. Surprised that a lot of bands that I thought define you were not on the list. Yes. But uh, nonetheless, still, uh, we've had 25 episodes so far about easily one of the best. Um, I'll forgive the Stan song. I'll concur. <laughs> this is good. This, this is, is a good one. Really and, appreciate it. Thank you. And I like the Stan song. Yeah, well, it's okay. Yeah, it's good. It's, okay. it's good. It, it was so many better, better REM there's songs. There's so but. many. Oh, believe me, South Central Rain. I, I, I that <sighs> was song. it was tough between that, but I didn't. I knew Stand the best first. So to okay. me, that was fair enough. More meaningful. You can't for me. can't win them all. Uh, yeah. Jason, thank you so much for yeah, coming yeah, on yeah, the thank podcast, you guys taking so down memory lane. Uh, where can people find out more about you and uh, your new uh, um, reunion show? Yes. Uh, so my band, Air This Side of Caution, which is A-I-R, um, 
play on that good old saying. Uh, we have a website if you want to check us out, uh, airthissideofcaution.com. Again, that's A-I-R. Um, we haven't played in, what, eight, nine years? Yeah. It's been about eight or nine years. We had a, a good run in the early aughts. Um, Aware compilation CD, no big deal. Uh, but we had, good, They had a good manager. A bunch of stuff. <laughs> they had a great manager, yes. Um, <laughs> I have some stuff up on SoundCloud. Uh, we are... Uh, one of my students is actually doing our video for uh, a song we're going to release before a show that we have coming up in April yeah. for the Shoeshine Boy 20-year anniversary concert. Wow. 20 fucking years. Bear. So we were in, uh, we were just going down, looking at some posters. We were um, <laughs> playing show number three or four, five, six. All those early shows, we were on the bill. So it's kind of fitting yeah. that we got to play the 20. The 20, hopefully the last one ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I can retire. Um, so yeah, so check us out online. April 25th, right? At Cubby Bear. Come out and, come out and show some support at April 25th for Paul, too. You can yeah. maybe meet Paul. Hand, <laughs> yeah. him, hand him some panties. Hand him your mixtape. <laughs> give, give him my mixtape. Bring him a mixtape. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Seriously. Yeah. Thank uh, you guys so much. So yeah, fun man. to see you again. And uh, Marty, uh, as always. For Thank sure. you, Marty. So fun. Sorry oh, I made fun of your town. Hey, don't even worry about it. Uh, uh, let me play a little song for Jason. And, to and also, uh, yeah. before you do that, yeah. please yeah. message us and subscribe and all that stuff. Listen, review. What did you say? Marty? Rate, review, subscribe. Look at you. PaulMartyMix at gmail.com. Play us out, Marty. Ah, these are the smooth silings of Deep Blue Something. Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> to all the cover bands out there, we know you got to do your job, and we're proud of you for doing it. Enjoy those drink tickets and uh, any uh, ladies or guys talking you up after the show. Good luck at Kincaid's playing in the back of the bar. That's what the song I'm means, peeing right? myself on stage right now while I listen. <laughs> Happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday, Paul.